Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. But first of all, let's take you behind the scenes of events that unfolded at St. Mary's uh, Clubhouse in uh, Modern Town over the weekend. It was the site for the official launch of Wexford Rape Crisis Centre. First off, I spoke uh, to the uh, Minister of State of the Department of Justice, James Brown. A really important occasion, and I think it's an absolute credit to so many people board members, people who've gone before, but the Wexford local community as well, who's really come in behind the Rape Crisis Centre, and to be able to make today such a special day. And, and of course, we're right beside where the Women's Refuge has also been built, and we've, we've heard from the various speakers that that's important, and it's, there's very few counties in Ireland where they're actually right beside each other. That's it. There are very few counties, and again, I think it's testament to the communities that have come together to, de- to deliver uh, Wexford's uh, rape crisis centre and the refuge and have both of those here I think is a real credit and as I say very few other counties have that although we want to get to a point now where every county, every county has these types of facilities. So we're very very conscious of what we're seeing now with increased reporting and domestic sexual and gender based violence and that's why we have the new strategy around domestic sen- sexual and gender based violence and also putting funding and a pathway and a timeline onto delivering refuges right across the entire country and helping people to be able to come forward and I think part of why we're seeing more people come forward is they have that bit more confidence to do so but we want people to know if you are in serious serious trouble please come forward and those supports and help will be there. I'm here now with the Cahir Look, Councillor George Lawler. George, I suppose this is a twofold uh, special day because we're right beside where the refuge has been built as we speak at the moment. And you said in your speech that it was one occasion where you didn't mind diggers going on in the background. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, the progression of uh, the 6.5 million euro uh, development of Wexford Women's Refuge alongside what is already established the Wexford Rape Crisis Centre. Two very distinct uh, organisations. Uh, the, the Refuge provides emergency accommodation for victim, female victims of domestic violence. The Rape Crisis Centre provides counselling uh, services and other services such as uh, outreach programmes uh, to people uh, who are victims of domec- domestic, sexual and gender-based violence. Uh, principally a counselling service. So very distinct uh, and people sometimes get, get mixed up but they work hand in glove together uh, in support of those who suffer from uh, uh, domestic and gender based violence. And the role the council played because th- there's no onus in the council to be involved in either no, of these no. two projects just, and yet it got involved. Why? Just, just, just as the, there is no role for the council to be played in the provision of a site for a university there is no role for the council uh, to, to uh, provide a site for a rape crisis centre. However under the leadership of Tom Menwright, yet again, they stepped up to the plate and did that. And that is what is happening right across the county. Uh, with the Women's Refuge, uh, the council also donated the site. But today is a celebration of the rape crisis, uh, Wexford Rape Crisis, uh, their official opening. Even though the, the building has been there for 27 months in reality, uh, the official opening is today. And the rebuilding of lives. And the rebuilding of lives. There are, there are so many people who have been affected uh, was it 42% of females and something like 28% of males who have been who have uh, been victims of, of domestic or gender-based uh, sexual violence. So the official launch has finally taken place for Wexford Rape Crisis. I'm here with Claire Williams and I'm here with Mairead. Thanks, Alan. Well, today is a landmark day in the history of Wexford Rape Crisis. Uh, we were set up in 1995. We've over 28 years of providing services to women, men and young people aged 12 years and up who've been impacted by domestic, sexual and gender-based violence. And today is a celebration of our new building, which was constructed in 2020 with the help and support of many, many people. Um, So we're delighted 
that we can have our official opening and celebrate that fact. You really came from a, a very low base, didn't you, to where you are now? We did, Alan, for, I suppose, over 25 years. The service uh, operated from a very small premises. It served us well for many years. However, it got to the point where um, we didn't have enough space. Um, there was no wheelchair accessibility. So with the demand um, for our services, we knew that a, a larger and more accessible service was needed. There was a touch of emotion about it as well. There was a constant reference to one man who sadly is not with us at the moment. I'd love you to share some of that with our, with our Morning Mix listeners. Who was this man and how important was he to you? So the late Johnny Moylan came to us through Mary Gallagher, who was a past chairperson. And Johnny um, was, I suppose, a volunteer civil engineer who donated and gave, uh, I suppose, two years of his time to help us find premises until we were given the site by Wexford County Council. And then he project managed the building for us um, throughout the construction. Um, sadly, he passed away last year. Um, without him, you know, I suppose the building wouldn't be as it is today. Um, so we're eternally grateful to him and we miss him greatly. And when you got the site and you got the building, the speed of the erection of the building was quite amazing, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. I think it started in, was it June um, of 2020? And the building was finished by the end of November and we moved in the following January 2021. Yeah, and now just the, the, the sheer volume of councillors and counselling you're doing compared to what you did in your old premises. Well, in 2020, Alan, we had one adolescent councillor for the whole of the county and we had four adult councillors. Today, we have five adolescent councillors and five adult councillors. So that's an indication of the growth and the demand for services. And Mairead, for you, it's a wonderful day, but it's also a poignant one because you're stepping down after eight years. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I've served my eight years on the board and I actually was invo involved volunteering for two years before that. So after 10 years, I say goodbye to all my friends in the Rape Crisis Centre today so yeah I'm very sad but Alan I'm handing over the organization in such impeccable style to Laura Lawler who's very capable chair and to the absolutely outstanding work that Claire Williams does for all the people in the county in our Enniscorthy, Gorey, New Ross and Wexford counselling centres where she looks after all our staff and our survivors so well so I, I I'm, I'm leave I'm sad but I know know that I, I can leave um, with a light heart. Mairead has just been absolutely amazing, amazing person to work with, an amazing ex-boss. Um, what she has done for the centre, I just can't put into words. Her enthusiasm, her hard work, her motivation, her skills, her expertise that she's brought over the past 10 years have been unbelievable. And she really kind of led the building project uh, she drove it and you know only for her the, the centre wouldn't be as it is and so beautiful as it is today. Congratulations, well done. Thanks, Thanks very much Alan. Alan. I'm here now with the uh, CEO or Chief Executive of Wexford County Council. How difficult was it to get the funding and to put the effort into a town? Uh, it, was a, it was a team effort Alan on behalf of a lot of people. Um, I often say to different groups whether it's community groups or, or agents, agencies like the centre here who do fantastic work that if they've, if they're the right type of project yeah. and it's something that's going to do a lot of good, uh, you know, good projects find funding. Oftentimes people don't start because they say, oh, we would never be able to fund that or we'd never be able to do that. And my view is if it's a good project and it'll do good, the funding will come. And uh, so, and to start a project like this, you needed to have a location to put it. And that's where you start. So uh, my advice to them was, look, let's, let's find a site first yeah. and then let's see how we could go and get this built. 
and provide... Were there any difficulties, Tom, to get it across the line financially in every way? Not, not really. Uh, I, I have to say there was fantastic support from, from everybody. Um, as I said today, I, I approached Geraldine and Fred Carlson and uh, I asked them would they help. There was a shortfall of around €140,000 to, to pay for the building. And, um, you know, they came back to me a few hours later and said they'd only be too happy to help. And they, they, they made that funding available. Anthony Neville, the uh, contractor, you know, again, when I asked Anthony, would he build the premises for them at cost or below cost? He was only too happy to do so. He was very bil- very busy building elsewhere outside of the county and within the county. But he put the time and effort into this to make sure that they got a really high quality uh, and, and quick build and you can see that in the building here today. So Anthony was a great help. So anybody that was asked to help was only too happy to help. Uh, our own architect, Shea Howell, when I asked him, look, will you drop the design and we'll have a look at it? And he came up with a lovely design for the building. So, you know, because everybody appreciates the fantastic work uh, that Claire and her team and her board do serving people in Wexford that have been through awful trauma with different types of, uh, of abuse they provide the support to those people to help them rebuild their lives and get their lives back on track again and they need proper facilities to do that and everybody recognised that so the, the support across the Wexford community for the new refuge, uh, for, sorry for the new Ray Crisis Centre has been huge and uh, they fundraised uh, with huge support from the public and they managed to, uh, you heard earlier on this building is going to be paid for uh, by the end of the year Laura, you're the chairperson yeah, Tom Enright has alluded to it the premise is nearly paid for. Absolutely fantastic, Alan. We're just thrilled with it all together. But, but I mean, that has come with a lot of hard work and sweat. Now, we did um, start from a very good base with uh, Tom Enright's contribution. And I just, just have to say, I remember that meeting where um, it's really all about thinking outside the box because he said there's a small bit of common ground on the side of a very large site and we just might get a building into it. And he was so right. Um, and then giving a service of his services of his architectural, uh, you know, uh, his architect and, and uh, architectural technician. So it, it is a beautiful building on a small site, but it's, it's, and we were very lucky then to have various people come on board as benefactors. And, and I'd have to acknowledge um, Claire Williams and Mairead, Mairead Sinnott's tireless work to raise um, money any which way they could. But you're not resting. You have plans. What are your plans? Because you well, want to move on here with this. Well, we do. We do. Uh, I, I mean, I, what I like, what I think is wonderful, Alan, is that when we, you put a bucket in front of somebody now, I can honestly say that you are donating uh, for counselling services because we have a building that's paid for. You know, you're not paying for for, for, for for bricks and mortar, you're paying for actual services, which is wonderful. You know? a, a word for the actual team here. You mentioned Claire, and I've spoken to Claire, but the actual councillors themselves, it must be very traumatic being a councillor at times, and they're only human. They are, and they do very, very difficult work, and it's relentless work, and, and it's a long process. It takes a long time to take somebody from a very distraught state um, to bring them to the point where they're able to, to resume um, a happier life. You can't even say a happy life, but certainly a happier life. And, and, but, but somebody, I was talking to one of the councillors this morning and I said in, in, in my speech today that we've had to take on five new councillors in the last year. And I talked to one of them um, because I don't often get to see them very much. And she said, I, I, I really like it. She said, the work is difficult, but the support we have for each other is fantastic. She said, it's a very positive, and believe it or not, a very positive place to work. 
So there's a lovely atmosphere amongst the councillors. And I suppose if you have a, if you if you're part of a dedicated team, they support each other. Yeah. Uh, so she said, even though the work is hard, I do like working here and I like coming to work. You know, so that's so there, there's 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 benefits for them as well. But it is I you have to acknowledge it's extremely hard work. You know? Yours, you are the final person I'm speaking to today. You're the chairperson, so I'll, I'll leave the final word to you. What is it? I, the final word would be that that you know one of the things I've said to you, Alan, here before is that um, we have been very lucky that people have given us money, and we always welcome that. And now, if you give us money, it's for the services. But we really need volunteers. I'd love if you have any time at all. If you want to, I'd love to have a base of volunteers because there's nothing as bad as going back to the same people all the time and annoying them. I'd love to have a small base of volunteers. So if you think you'd like to volunteer uh, for any of the ventures that we have coming up, because I said today. We have to raise at least 30,000 every year, and, and that's no mean feat. So if you have any time and you want to become part of our base volunteer group, we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet you. Congratulations, Lauren. Good luck for the future. Thanks, Amelia. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.